Checking in on the list compiled by ESPN that league execs voted on the best players by position in the NFL, talking linebackers on today's program. Who are the top linebackers in the league, according to those folks who acquire those players for their football teams? And Matt Williamson joined the Locked On Dynasty Football. Yeah. I'm going to ask Matt live on the air, (laughs) the rest of our league mates, to hear what his plan is with his uh, newly adopted team, All that coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson here with you at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Going to talk a little dynasty football today, and it'll get a, it's going to be fun to have a, a league to reference, Matt. It's the Locked On Dynasty League with all the hosts in the network, or 12 of the hosts in the network, including now three of four hosts of the Dynasty football podcast right here on the network the locked on dynasty football pod so we've got more representation there with you and marcus joining the league this year uh but first we got to talk about this espn list and you can go to espn jeremy fowler is the one that compiled this list uh asking executives who are the best players per position in the nfl and i love hearing what the league actually thinks of these players in a candid sort of a way everyone's a an AFC exec, an NFC top level scout right so we never know exactly who's saying these things uh but it's still a fun exercise uh that that i really enjoy doing i think you learn a lot and then i think you learn about the league sometimes shortcomings as well with certain yeah i don't know if linebackers necessarily that position group i think i think i think everyone's pretty much on board here and and we're in a new generation of linebackers in the nfl we we are but i there was some overriding thoughts just of these are off the ball linebackers we're not talking about three four edge guys tj watt doesn't count i mean these are guys that play that back the line it always bothered me growing up a Steeler fan three four that's an outside linebacker well, he's not backing anything you know I mean the, the, yeah. we're talking about the guys that drop into coverage that do everything um, Micah Parsons is on this list though they counted him which he should be he's more off the ball than he is edge two thoughts though BP is I think the golden age of the superstar linebacker is really down right now like almost my whole life as a Steeler fan or not as a f- football fan growing up, starting with Jack Lambert in the seventies through Singletary and Erlacher and Lewis and Keekley and your boy Willis and Wagner. There's always been one or two hall of fame, all time, great linebackers that just kind of been faces of the league. And right now I don't see that guy. I mean, to be honest with you, to, to pull the curtain back a little bit, I think your boy Fred Warner is Warner is the absolute best of true off the ball guys, Parsons aside. But he's not exactly Willis. You'd probably admit that in you know Niner land. Yeah, we actually just did this exercise on Locked On Forty Niners, where we drafted an all time team, and and Willis went well before Fred Warner. And Fred, Fred Warner, I think maybe even got snubbed a little bit being number three on this list because he's so good and he's so good in coverage. Yeah. Um, but you, you're right. The golden age of off ball linebackers is over. And, but at the same time, the guys that you have out there, it's really important that they're good because you still have to stop the run. And depending on the team you face week to week, you got to cover too. And I think that's the one thing that 
defensive coordinators are doing better than they ever have is really putting pressure on linebackers, really putting pressure on safeties. And so we're seeing, as a result, more hybrid style players. And it's probably going to only go in that direction. Like how many, you know, ex safety linebackers are there in the league now that are only 220 pounds? Yeah, right. I, I think more is asked of them than ever. You know, I mean, you could get a. I'm going to reference the Steelers a lot, but LeVon Kirkland doesn't fit in anymore. He's a 270-pound thumper oh. blowing up guards. You he know? would never even play linebacker. He would have been a defensive lineman from, from yeah. the jump. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. And which brings me to another point. And again, I'm really feeling this through Devin Bush, but I think now more than ever, some of these early selections linebackers, it's true with Devin White too, contrary to popular belief, but they have a harder time adjusting in year one, year two, than they used to. And my theory on it is almost like tight ends. You have to kind of play three different positions rolled into one, but even more so teams like your damn Niners just manipulate linebackers so much with motion and play action and misdirection and different, um, you know, personnel groupings. And I think coming in the league as an early selection linebacker, is harder than it ever was. And it used to be, oh, we drafted a linebacker 10th overall, 15th overall. Plug him in as a starter, he'll be an upgrade. Well, there's a learning curve. And it sounds like the thing that really put Darius Leonard, who's been a really good player since he jumped into the league, uh, for the Colts at the top of this list, and he comes in number one, mm -hmm. is because, as one AFC executive put it, he can flip the game at any moment. It's the turnovers, forcing fumbles, intercepting the ball. And, uh, you know, those are such big plays. And I don't know if it, it, it's kind of hard to count on those, but he's been so good at doing that. You know, he can he can stop the run as a traditional linebacker. He can run and chase and he can cover. And, you know, that's that's what you got to do if you're going to be a, a stud linebacker in today's NFL. And I'm sure you remember, but the year he came out in the draft was the Roquan Smith, Vander Esch, Evans out of Alabama that went to the Titans. And four of them went ahead of Leonard. Because he played at a small school when he was like 215 pounds. You know, that you've seen him with a real thin waist, but he's got extremely long arms. And that's something the Colts want. You know, they drop a lot of these guys into coverage. They want condors there on the second level, just batting down passes. And he's extremely instinctual. Another word I don't love. I mean, I don't know if we've ever had that conversation, but we have had that conversation. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ray Lewis did not come out of the womb hunting running backs like great whites do seals. But anyways, um, Leonard is a true playmaker. I'm not going to fight him at number one. He wouldn't be my pick, but he's certainly in the discussion. And in the same draft, 2018, right? That was the that was the same draft that gave us both Darius Leonard and Fred Warner. Yeah, right. And they were what the fifth and sixth linebackers taken or something like that. Yeah. There's four in the first round and they weren't either one. Yeah. And, and so one of the things that, that happened, so I'm sorry to interrupt, but that was, didn't seem long ago at all. And the knock on both of them was, wow, they're too skinny. Yeah. We love how they run. You know, they Warner was kind of an overhang player. Yep. Now, you know, a Wosu Koromora, these, I mean, these guys go higher again now. Like that's not yep. a knock anymore. Koromoa played the same position basically that yeah, Fred yeah. Warner did, that sort of star position. And now, nowadays in, in college football, it doesn't matter if you're a nickel corner, a safety, a linebacker, they just put their best player at this position because it's hard to avoid them and they can be around the ball a lot. And you're starting to see a lot of that and of those positions coming together. And Fred Warner, yeah, Fred, Fred Warner had that length to become bigger and he has gotten bigger than he was in college, but it, it was he was basically 
almost almost Erlacher like not the style of play but Erlacher remember played basically safety but he was linebacker size that's oh, kind right. of what Fred Warner was he was smaller but he just there was like look you're you're gonna play more like a safety but everyone knows you're a linebacker you go in the NFL you're gonna be a linebacker the thing that surprised me about Warner was he's gonna be an outside backer and cover tight ends and he just from day one was the inside linebacker and had the dot on his helmet and he's been mm-hmm. such a smart cerebral player on top of it and so that's why he's been more so important for that 49ers defense. Yeah, and I think he's tremendous. You already let it slip. He's number three on this list. Leonard is number one. I think they are the new prototypes with length and speed. Can take on blocks, but nobody really cares if you take on blocks anymore. You can run around them. I mean, that used to be a a coaching no-no. That guy slips blocks. He doesn't take on a guard head-on and get driven back three yards. Instead, he runs around them, you know? Only three teams in the NFL even use a fullback anyways. You don't have to. Yeah, right, right that collision doesn't really happen that much anymore. And uh, to me, Warner is the the best of those two, Leonard and Warner. But number two on this list is Micah Parsons. And if we're counting him in this list, which I think is where he belongs, he's number one to me. With all respect to what Leonard and Warner do, I think Parsons is just a very, very special football player. Yeah, it's what he can do for you as a pass rusher that gives him the extra because he can do the off-ball stuff as well. And my question is with with Parsons isn't so much where he should be on the linebacker list because I'm not going to argue about where he should be. If he was on the edge list, where do you put him? If he was a full time edge, how high is he? Is he in the Bosa? Um, I think right now he would be right after older brother Bosa. Remember, we had a little gap yesterday, yeah, yeah. yeah I, which I think would be fifth. But I heard Greg Cosell say this about week ten or so, and I almost fell out of my chair. And I've thought about it a lot since. Greg said then, who's I look up to no end in, in terms of film watching, you know, watching. He said Parsons is probably a better edge pass rusher now than TJ Watt or Miles Garrett. He he said Micah is number one already. And if you watch him, it's pretty much true. I mean, he has power, he has Von Miller like bend, he has size. And I think there is an argument you could just line him up at edge. But the thing people don't understand either is if he's moving around, the way he affects protection schemes is extreme because is he coming through the A-gap? Is he coming through the C-gap? I mean, he could take two steps to his left and totally screw up all your protections. Again, all the linebackers we talked about are extremely versatile. A positionless football and offense, what do you need on defense? Positionless football, guys that can do a lot. And I tend to think that if you're that good as a pass rusher, that's what you should be. I kind of agree with this Mm -hmm. NFC executive from the article that says, if Dallas does anything but let him rush, they're crazy. And I kind of feel that way. It's like, look, okay, drop him into coverage sometimes if it benefits you and move him around. But if he's that good of a pass rusher, let him be a pass rusher because it's more valuable. It is. It's just they're harder to find. You spend more money on pass rushers than you do off the ball guys. Is he a special coverage player? He's good, but he's not great. I mean, he's not going to shut down Kelsey one-on-one. If he could do that, that would be a different conversation. Uh, I'm t- I tend to be with you. Uh, maybe I would even equate him to like a Steeler, a three-four outside linebacker that you know does. They do drop into zones, especially like in the LeBeau era. Um, you know, maybe one out of five snaps or so. He, he has that club in his bag. Yeah, uh, Lamar Woodley. Right? Yeah, those guys. You know, right? Gildon and Porter, and you know, yeah, Porter. Yeah. So that's uh, that's the top three. 
in uh, the the linebackers list as voted on by NFL executives. We'll go through four through ten, talk about some of the, the honorable mentions as well on the linebackers group, then talk a little bit of dynasty football strategy from Matt Williamson as well coming up next. But first, I want to let the folks out there know about Dave. We talked about Dave a little bit this week. If you are, uh, you know what, hindsight's twenty twenty. You can't change the past. But if you are somebody who has ever experienced, and I know you have, uh, you need a little bit of help from future self, right? Maybe uh, you'd ask to borrow future self a little bit of cash. Now you can with Dave. Dave is the banking app that can get you $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy that wedding gift, maybe catch up on some bills, whatever it is. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from your app store right now. That's Dave, D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. I'll tell the folks a little bit about Built Bars. Um, and if you listen to the show, you know I love Built Bars. The Williamson family loves Built Bars. They've got oh, the yeah. Built Bar Puffs. They've got the standard Built Bars, tons of different flavors. It is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. The newest offering from Built.com is the Coconut Brownie Chunk. And they've got the Coconut Brownie Chunk. First time they've ever done this as far as I know. They've got the Coconut Brownie Chunk flavor in both the standard Built Bar and the Puff Built Bar. Puffs are like a marshmallowy, chewy, delicious, covered in 100% chocolate treat. It's a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. A lot of folks love that fluffy, marshmallowy puff. I like the standard bars myself, so I would I would lean toward the standard bar. I love the peanut butter Built Bar. Tons of good flavors, tons of new flavors and seasonal flavors coming all the time at Built.com. But the key is they are protein bars, 17 grams of protein in most, most Built Bars but low calorie, low sugar, and all delicious. So you don't have to choose between something that's good for you and something that tastes great. Built Bar hits both of those. So go to built.com right now, find whatever flavor you want, or get a mixed box of Built Bars if you're not sure. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Looking at the rest of this linebacker's list matt according to nfl executives so don't go ye yelling at uh, jeremy fowler who put this list together <laughs> go yell at the league executives if you don't like it uh number four is devin white and he i kind of like, like it i like i i think there's a clear top three and there's a I gap and then the rest of these guys uh, i think you're drafted high and you got the height weight speed and you're a good player but i don't think these guys are as difference making uh, both Devin White and Roquan Smith, as maybe would let you believe, even though they were drafted really high. And they're still fine players. And I think Roquan Smith had the best year of his career last year. Uh, you beat me to it. I was going to lump those two together at four and five, White and Smith, because I think they're poster boys for what I was saying earlier. You know, you're drafted early. You have immense talents, change of direction, explosiveness, speed. But learning the game hasn't quite been there yet. And I, you know, Roquan's a year older from what I remember than white has been in the league a year longer. And he took that step this past year, as you mentioned, white still kind of runs around like a chicken with his head cut off. You know I mean, like if you watch his highlights, 
they're tremendous and he makes a ton of plays, but he takes a lot of false steps and really benefits from Levante David being next to him. To be very honest with you, I would have Demario Davis and Levante David in some order at four and five. Those guys have been around the block. Maybe they don't run as well as White and Smith at this stage, but they know every trick in the book and are, you know, leaders of the defense. Levante David will show up on this list. Coming in at number six from the New Orleans Saints, Demario Davis, maybe the more underrated player Love in the NFL because nobody really ever talks about him. He does get credit, and he gets credit on the, this list being number six, but you know he's been around for a long time. Nobody, He's 33 years old. You never really hear people talking about how good Demario Davis is. Not nearly enough. Leader of a very good defense. I'm not saying he's LeVon Kirkland, but he's bigger than most of these guys, really thickly built, when he blitzes through a, a gap, he blows up running backs. He can take on guards, knows all the tricks of the trade, tough, good in coverage. He would be higher for me. One player I'm surprised about, and I'm not surprised he's on this list, Tremaine Edmonds of the Buffalo Bills. I'm surprised yeah. with how big he is that he didn't become what we've kind of seen with um, – with the guy who's number two on this list, Micah Parsons, you know, more of a, I thought he's going to end up being a tweener and maybe someone who would be an outside linebacker rusher type of player at, at six, four, but no, he's, he's, he's a very differently shaped middle linebacker for today's NFL. hundred percent. And pass rushing is an art and he's not a pass rusher. I'm sure he'll end up with some sacks here and there, but you would think with his body type, he kind of reminds me of uh, Barr, the, the free agent right now that has been with the Vikings for a while, 6'4", yeah. can line up on the line of scrimmage, but not really same what thing he about Barr. It's like, why are they using him as exactly, a 4-3 yeah. outside linebacker? He should be a 3-4 outside linebacker. He should be that pass rusher. I thought, that, I thought both these players would end up playing that, and they never did in the NFL. Yeah, and I don't say Edmonds is disappointing, um, but – I had extreme hopes for him. I remember writing an article like two years ago saying by this time, you know, 2022 or whatever, I thought Edmonds would be the clear cut best linebacker in the league. I think he's a borderline top 10 guy. Bobby Wagner coming in at number eight. He had previously been thought of as the best linebacker in the league and, you know, could kind of do it all. And he's kind of had some ups and downs later in his career, 32 years old. And I thought he had a little bit of a resurgence recently, but at some point, yeah, it's kind of like, um, even though he's might decline, might not be as fast as he was, he's just smart and he's in the right place all the time. So that's what makes him so good. And he's, he can probably play for a lot longer if he wants to, he's just not going to be the same dynamic player. He was. I agreed. I think he's aging maybe quickly, really interested to see what he does with the Rams though. You know, new home. It'll be fun. Uh, they, they, they get the most out of those type of guys and it's a great environment for older players. Uh, I mentioned that the, the great linebackers are kind of dead right now. But I think Wagner and Keekley were the last two. I mean, they're the best two of this past generation. Easy Hall of Famer. I don't think he's still a top 10 guy. And to be honest, the guy that Seattle replaced him with, Jordan Brooks, to me, is the better player right now. We mentioned Levante David, who comes in at number nine, and the guy you just mentioned, Jordan Brooks, comes in at number 10. My uh, my friends who are close with the Seahawks and watch the Seahawks a lot say Jordan Brooks is going to be great. I haven't yeah. seen it yet, but apparently the league agrees. I think he led the league in tackles. Take that for whatever it's worth. I mean, maybe Seattle's real generous handing out tackle numbers. Um, first round pick that we kind of rolled our eyes with. Well, they're taking another linebacker. You know, like what's Seattle doing? But he's coming along really well. Already talked about David. I think he's been one of the better guys of this generation as well. But there's a couple of these can't miss guys to me that 
probably end up well there's only one really is Devondre Campbell or Kendricks from Minnesota if they're healthy um that are probably better players than Wagner at this stage Kendricks had a down year I think he was banged up for a lot of it Campbell's kind of a one-year wonder with the Packers but he had a great year and he has a lot of ability too yeah, Kendricks has always been a really cerebral player yeah, yeah. and it doesn't really wow you as you know, height, weight, speed or anything like that. But he's always in the right place at the right time. Kind of takes some takes some chances too and makes some big plays, but you know, that can kind of catch up to you if you start to lose that extra step and that gear, which maybe is some starting to happen with him. Maybe that's why he's down a little bit, but I'm definitely not going to count him out. CJ Mosley got that huge free agent contract and then has been hurt and has kind of you know fallen off. Like it's so strange when you see that those guys that get those big contracts. And then it just doesn't add up the same with their new team for no. whatever reason. No, and he missed time. And then there was a COVID year. And before you know, it, it's like, man, he's made a lot of money for not doing much in New York. Of the honorable mentions, I'm excited for Jeremiah Wusu Kormo. We brought him up yeah, earlier. Yeah. I think he's dynamic as heck. And I think he's going to be a stud and he'll be much higher on this list next year. He, he's the guy that, that I was, I was out of no idea how the league let him fall into the second round. I guess just the position he plays just because he's kind of small, but he's just got the same profile, except for he's more dynamic of an athlete that guys like Fred Warner and Darius Leonard had. I was just told that people had concerns about a knee. It was something medical. I think it was a knee. And they just weren't certain about it. But he's unbelievably dynamic, fast, small, but who cares? You know, I, I think he will be in the top 10 next year yeah. easily. He, he was a little lighter than some of those guys, too. So I'm sure all oh, that mind yeah. is why he maybe fell. But, you know, the Cleveland Browns benefit. They just scooped him up and and smartly did not let him fall any further. So I'm excited to see what he does this year on that Browns defense. All right. That is the list. According to super Lee. quick BP, yeah. um, another rookie from last year, I think is very promising and profiles to be a very good linebacker for a long time is Nick Bolton with the chiefs. And I see Shaq Thompson's name on here. I think he would actually be like seven or eight for me. I, I mean, he's to me is one of the players in the league that people don't recognize how good he really is. At least the general public doesn't. It was a slow burn with Shaq Thompson. I think mm -hmm. people were disappointed with him early. Then when he came on, it was kind of like, okay, we've moved on to these other newer draft picks. And uh, another lame, and another name on this list that got a vote is Miles Jack, who's had kind of a weird career, kind of a disappointing yeah, career. Right. And he, you know, he's so much of his game was built on athleticism and kind of, you know, played running back too in college. And and I wonder if that development hurt him earlier on. But now he's with the Steelers, and you know, he's still been a good player, just never hit that greatness that I think some people expected. Yeah, and a knee is a, an issue with him as well. There's a lot of Wednesdays he takes off. Uh, he was a second round pick because of a knee. I don't know if it's chronic but it's still an issue and they decided to move on from him and go get a Con, who's on here and draft um the utah kid lloyd and then they drafted muma two rounds later so yeah. i mean <laughs> there you go linebacker yeah. in jacksonville isaiah simmons on this list i don't know if he's played to that level but obviously he's got all flashes that, you know, athletic ability to be somebody mm -hmm. pretty special Typical, I mean, kind of like Jack. I mean, when Jack came out, oh, he can play the slot. He played outside corner. He played running back. Well, you kind of just have to do one thing. And I think Simmons is like that, too. Like, Can you just play linebacker first? And be then we'll a linebacker, and then we'll go from there, you know? All right. That is the list of best linebackers in the NFL, according to league executives and high-ranking officials. We'll talk more about the defensive backs and some of the offensive players that made those lists as well in future episodes next week. But next, I want to ask Matt Williamson about his 
Dynasty Football Strategy now that he has jumped in and joined the Locked On Dynasty Football League. But first, how about Bet Online? Tons of football and NFL futures at betonline.net, your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Bet on the next Super Bowl winner, bet on the next MVP, offensive, defensive, rookies of the year, even um, numbers on exact sacks and yards and uh, tons of new wide receiver numbers I saw up there on the website today. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, got Major League Baseball, golf, MMA and boxing all season long as well. Bet online, your continued source, not just for sports wagering, but information as well. And live betting, esports, scores, and more. All you got to do is go over to the website today at betonline.net. Use your desktop or mobile device to learn more about the trends in action at BetOnline, where the game starts. I do want to remind everybody about the new event happening at Locked On. It's on the Locked On NFL channel, the same YouTube channel you can find Peacock and Williamson starting July 18th, which NFL stars move the betting lines the most locked on gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at bet online available July 18th on the locked on NFL channel, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Okay, Matt, just generally before you join this league, what is your dynasty strategy? If you had to say, I'm a dynasty guy who does hmm. what, what is it? Well, Everyone should tune into Locked On Dynasty. Even if you're not a huge Dynasty fan, you might get hooked when we talk about a lot of other stuff. Um, I'm not steadfast. I mean, there was a stretch there in my Dynasty career. I want every good young receiver I can have, and they last 10 years. And then lately, it's I want three starting running backs that are first or second round picks in a, in a, uh, a, a, a redraft type of league because, boy, you're hard to beat, but it might be quick-lived. I'll be honest, I'm very cocky, and I've kind of said that already in our little group chats, you know, that there's a new sheriff in, in town. Guns blazing, talking trash to everybody. <laughs> Look out, there's a new new shark in town. He's hungry. Um, I really do my best to walk that razor's edge of competing now, but be really young and live for the future as well. And that's really hard to pull off. And sometimes when it goes wrong, it goes terribly wrong. But I think when you, you know, when you look at a team like this one, I just inherited, I didn't pick any of these players. Generally speaking, if I'm inheriting an orphan, I've done this three times now, I blow it up. You know, I, I get rid of everything, even if I like the players, just so I can totally put my stamp on it. You know, I trade all the incumbents. I want draft picks left and right, which is really just currency to go get whatever you want. But I think in this one, I'm going to try to massage things a little bit. There's a couple dudes I'm going to move, I think, if the price is right. Um, it's an odd team I picked up, to be honest with you. Yeah, you you picked up Bo Brock's old team. He's mm -hmm. the, uh, the ex-co-host of Locked On Cardinals. He moved on to a different gig, and so he's no longer in our league. He's got to work for the network to be in this league. So you you took over his team that has some star players, and it sounds like you want to turn those some of those star players into maybe some draft picks and, and put your own fingerprint on that. Team, but it's a it's a playoff team you've got the 10th pick in the rookie draft so yeah. you've got a good team that you can compete with now uh but it sounds like you're trying to yeah you try to you, you try to have the best of both worlds with a with a good team that's winning that's also young and continuing to get better what i noticed right away and maybe i'm wrong and maybe you can help me out here a little with this but this is a two quarterback league it's not a super flex league so 
there might be weeks that people take a zero from one of their quarterbacks, right? I mean, there's really only 32 starting quarterbacks. And, yes. you know, there's some weeks that there's eight teams on by and you happen to have one or two of them. So. And yes, I, I like that about these leagues. I like mm-hmm. the, the two quarterback league format because it makes quarterbacks more valuable like they should be, you know, Extremely. Uh, and it's really weird for running backs to not matter in the NFL. Uh, you know, you hear that running backs don't matter, and they're the most valuable thing in fantasy football league. So this evens the playing field a little bit. Running backs still very valuable, but wide receivers are valuable, and quarterbacks two quarterback league, twelve team league, two teams for quarterbacks, and you got to cover that bye week as well. So there, there's, there's definitely something to that. And uh, I was the runner up in the league last year, and I think I have accomplished Matt so far in this league. What you always try to do is stay young and improve while also having a, a competitive roster. And it started with me ending up with. Uh, My first pick in the very first draft in this league, I ended up with Patrick Mahomes. And in the rookie draft, I drafted Justin Herbert. I'm rolling in with Mahomes and Herbert every week, and I've got the quarterback position one in most cases. So I am happy about this part of it, that I inherited Stafford and Cousins, which people aren't going to do cartwheels over. It's nowhere close to your pairing of quarterbacks, which is amazing. But at least I have two that are going to get me solid points I would imagine for the next couple of years, but this roster he left me with had no other quarterback, you know, like in my super flex league, I have like seven quarterbacks rostered. I mean, just backups and long shots and guys like that. I only have two. So I better find somebody else. I mean, even if it's Desmond Ritter or Corral, I mean, at least somebody that has a chance, but these rosters aren't huge either. So with a two quarterback league and a sort of small roster by dynasty standards, I have some work to do because the team that he gave me not only had five defenses for some reason, (laughs) eating up roster spaces, but he had about three running backs that are totally worthless. And I I already made six or seven cuts, you know, just get, get out of here. You're not even invited to camp. Go. I love that. You're not even inviting guys to camp. You don't want camp competitions. You want to send a message. BP. Yeah. I mean, we're not keeping you around hoping you develop. You got to go. Yeah, Williamson's still old school. He's got the Oklahoma drill going on the first day of training camp. We don't even give him water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you, just gotta, you got a hose over on the on the side that they. Yeah, drink. you get thirty seconds. Run, you know, That's sprint awesome. back and forth, right? right but well, I got some older dudes: Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, mm-hmm. Kamara, Henry. They are all going to be fielding offers, and I think I have one other little advantage. I think I have two of the top six or seven fantasy tight ends in Hawkinson and Kittle. So we're only going to start one. I, I I like to accumulate hot young tight ends behind my starter. So mm-hmm. one of those guys can go and I'll get some young dudes to you know bring along and hopefully that yields something else. Well, I've developed a powerhouse and I want to keep it that way. I'm in win now mode. So maybe I can take one of those aging stars off your hands. Yeah, maybe that makes sense. A, a dynasty trade here. Uh, somebody that uh, people know has already been asking about Derrick Henry. So we got, the, we got the draft this weekend, bro. It's going to be fun. And I think the yeah. teams will look a lot different. That's my prediction. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm glad Matt Williamson and Marcus Mosher also from the Locked On Dynasty podcast has jumped in the league this year. So it should be a lot of fun. We'll reference this Dynasty League here on Peacock and Williamson. And Matt, I think we've got to talk trade after this. So we better get out of here. You got it. You know how to find me. Give me youth quarterbacks. You know what I'm after. You got it. Hot young tight ends. Uh, I, I do have tight ends already on the roster, but he's not for sale. He, he's he's going to stick around, I think, for a little while. Uh, thanks, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen. Matt and I back Monday right here. Peacock and Williamson.